Welcome back to oh, Jesus fucking <laughs> Shit. I wasn't done with my dumbass. This thought. is tip of the this is tip of the iceberg. We're gonna keep that in. This is a podcast. I'm your host, Emma. Oh, I'm, I'm Megan. Clark. I'm oh Nathan. <laughs> Clark didn't I'm understand Chase. the assignment. I honestly didn't know you were ser- Well, I didn't know that no. she was seriously gonna keep going, and so I was just like, haha, waiting for the rego. <laughs> Not <laughs> but here we this are. Still our audience authenticity. knows us at this point, yeah. Clark. Yeah. My shirt is so loose, yeah. holy. <laughs> what? Chase is now expecting his loose collared shirt. I just wear this shirt around is... the house. It's really comfy. But this is, is like my really show. This l- is my life-like? show. It's my turn. <laughs> Stop talking about Chase's loose shirt. You it's asked my turn for it open. Here it is. <laughs> my shirt. <laughs> so, Chase, could you give us more detail on this loose collared shirt? Do you want to see? With? More of the shirt or less of the shirt? <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, damn. She said, do you want to see the shirt skin. in my body, Clark? <laughs> and then Clark I got very uncomfortable. If I pulled this hard enough, we could reach the nipple. <laughs> I was going to say, I think we could get one nip. One like nip. One Not nip. two. I mean, unless I... Hulk style rip my shirt off, which... I don't know. Do you, you have, like some pretty... Do you have one... Do you have one nipple that's higher than the other? Because that would be the the preferred <laughs> nipple, since it's easier to pull the shirt down too. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever checked even. the levelness of Emma? your, your yeah. nipples? Are they equidistant? I've never thought huh? about someone having one nipple <laughs> higher than the other. So when you started that sentence, my brain really said, "Is she about to ask him if he only has one nipple?" <laughs> no, just if no. I definitely have two. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them both. I know for sure he's got them. I've seen them both. <laughs> that would be pretty wild, though, if you had, like, one nipple that was, like, very clearly higher than the other. It was, like, a good Maybe three inches higher. Difference. I'll check it's, later. It's, like, I'll right grab under the clavicle. You're just, well, like, yeah, think, it's right here and right here. I think what would be even more powerful if it was, like, one nipple directly centered on the, the sternum. Nipple. <laughs> just right in the middle. That, yeah. just a singular. That's disturbing. <laughs> I... I... <laughs> I don't know about that. It would look even worse in like a like a tight fitting t shirt because then you can't really hide it. You're just like <laughs> no. um, okay, chest boner up there. Yeah, the single nipple quickly becomes just the clitoris of the chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's enough of that. Oh. I'm sorry I said anything. <laughs> Jeez, right. You opened the door. We simply just walked through. Instant regret. All right, welcome to Tip of the Iceberg. This week it's Tip of the Iceberg Taylor's version. That's right. We're talking Taylor Swift. Taylor um, of you the make iceberg. It a very, <laughs> Taylor of the iceberg, if you will. Um, you all have heard of Taylor Swift, I'm sure. Uh, she has sold over 200 million records worldwide, and that has only increased with her recent release of a re-release of uh, the it's album so Red. Good. Swift is one of the best-selling. It's so good. Oh my god, it made me feel a lot of emotions. She is one of the best-selling music artists of all time. Her accolades include 11 Grammy Awards, including three Album of the Year wins, an Emmy Award, 12 Country Music Association Awards, 25 Billboard Music Awards. Uh, the most ever for a female artist, 32 American Music Awards, the most wins ever for any artist of any gender, <laughs> and 49 Guinness World Records. And she recently got, uh, like, so- the most streamed female artist on Spotify in a day when yes. Red Taylor's version released. Yes. But you said yep. 49 Guinness World Records? Yeah. Or something? I don't know what in all they what? are, but... I how is that probably related? Related. <laughs> I know, but that's her. what I'm saying. How are there 49 that it's are music related? It's probably related to like the number of downloads a song has gotten and like the number of plays on YouTube videos. Some of those records I mean, are gotta, also like those got to be hyper specific. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Because like, really yeah. 49 for someone who's a, a singer songwriter, like there's how are, like it's like number of downloads above 10 on YouTube, number of downloads above 100 on you. Like what? Yeah. She's also an uh, artist. She is the artist of the 2010s decade. Uh, so Amer- the American Music Awards will uh, grant someone, you know, artist of the decade for every decade. And she received the award for 2010. Um, she is not only a singer songwriter, but she is a recognized advocate for artists' rights and women's empowerment in the music industry. So this week, we're going to just 
kind of take the uh, the plunge into the Taylor Swift iceberg. Uh, head first, heart first. I, I'm head first into an iceberg. Hearts. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Put those hearts on those sleeves. We're going to talk about our emotions. We're going to dissect some lyrics and we're going to we're going to feel things the way she meant us uh, to feel them. Uh, so my my first question for everyone is, what is your first memory of Taylor Swift? Uh, I could oh, not. I can go. Okay. Oh, no. You, okay. Well, I, I, I was, was just going to say that I couldn't pinpoint, like, specifically, but, like, I don't know. I just remember probably it would have to be, like, summertime, probably something on the radio. And I'm like, this song kind of jams. But, like, also, like, I just, I was, I don't know. I, I feel like when I was a child, I was happy all the time. So it was whatever. Um, so I was like, cool music. <laughs> it wasn't until so much later that things got dark on a day-to-day basis. I was basis. like, yeah, damn, I hate myself. But the <laughs> I do remember back in the day uh, that, you know, I, I remember hearing at least, I couldn't tell you a specific song that, w- like, was the first memory. But I was like, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, mine, I wouldn't say is as positive an experience as that. Oof. I just remember... My little sister, who I shared a wall with in my house, getting that CD, like her first CD that had like, or whatever CD that had like Love Story on it. I think that was like her yeah. first one. Um, for like her birthday or something. And then for the, cons- like the next 12 consecutive months, would play that CD on repeat every single goddamn day. And I could just oh, hear man. the CD cooking away through the wall. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to do my homework, and then there's Taylor Swift there to greet me yet again in the mouth of hell. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. So I'd say my underlying emotions toward her at the beginning of my time were extreme annoyance, but (laughs) I've since come to change it a little Uh, bit. For me, it was definitely like Chase said, summertime jams. Uh, My parents always used to listen to the country music stations on our local radio. Uh, so it was definitely like very young Nathan scream singing along to teardrops on my guitar, <laughs> not understanding a single thing about why it was supposed to be sad or anything like that. Just absolutely jamming. Ignore the implications. Absolutely jamming to teardrops on my guitar. Uh, I don't remember. Uh. I am a very big Taylor Swift fan. I, it's probably come up before. I've seen her live three times. <laughs> I love her very much. Oh, shit. Um, I don't remember really, like, when I started listening to Taylor Swift, but my first, like, distinct memory about her is when I was in the fifth grade, I went to my first overnight summer camp. It was nerd camp. Um, nerd camp. Yeah. Nerd camp. Like, uh, is no, that the name it was of the, the camp? Young Scholars Program of North Carolina. Yeah, just call it nerd <laughs> camp. Um, at that point. Yeah. I, I was like, damn near. Yeah, I went and there. Uh, did forensics for a week at Wake Forest University, uh, which was super fun. But I have always been a shower singer. Still am. Always have uh, been. Um, and there was a talent show at this week of camp. Um, and I didn't know I was performing in the talent show until I showed up because my roommates had signed me up to perform at said talent show and I was singing our song by Taylor Swift. By yourself? They signed you up in the shower? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that's honestly bad roommates. But I did it. Kind of weird. Nerd kit. I'm so proud of you. I How'd think it go? My, I had fun. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Did you? I win? don't remember if there. Were, I think did it was win? just like a like a. It doesn't matter if he didn't win. Like ten. She had fun. Okay, that's some everybody's a winner bullshit. It absolutely yeah. is. But I just it's yeah, nerd. I, mean, I just remember nerd having There's no, no way they're like, competitive. No intention to. Pro- I was still very shy at this point in my life. Had no intention of being a part of the talent show and showed up and my roommate was like, hey, you're performing. And I was like, excuse me? And she goes, yeah, I signed you up. You know, that's better than the only camp talent show I ever did was when I was at Jesus Camp in the fifth grade. And I put my hair in a ponytail on the very top center of my head and then braided <laughs> it. And my, and my talent was swinging that ponytail around in a second. I love talent. That was no, my talent boo, for the talent no show. Talent. Willow Smith? What is that? Uh, yeah, I was Willow Smith before Willow even knew what her fate was, okay? Like, I, I do want to put that out on the record. I was doing it first, and I was doing it Jesus Christ camp. So, there's yeah. the bad on that. My, the only talent show I ever did 
well, not really talent show. It was like we did like at Boy Scout camp, we would do like a, at the end of the week, we do like a skit night or something where like you could come up and do like, st- essentially like Boy Scout yep. stand up comedy. We did that oh, at God, that sounds like fucking garbage. <laughs> no, the thing is, I went up there and dressed up as the, like the, the, the camp director who was like probably like this 26 year old man. I think had this told kind the of story before. Yeah, he had like this yeah. measly voice, and I just roasted the shit out of him <laughs> as the, at the age of sixteen for like <laughs> oh, ten shit. minutes. It absolutely <laughs> killed that crowd, man. I I was on top you of the knew world. Your audience. You knew Cla- your audience. So Clark peaked when he was sixteen. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep, all right. All right. It. Yes. 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 Well, I peaked this past Friday when Taylor re-released uh her album red uh do you guys know why she's re-releasing her albums are you guys aware I am, but I feel I like because that's producers are bad all right well i will give you the exact reason per the internet per the legal scholars who put it on the internet it now. Uh, <laughs> she owns it now so why is she re-recording the short answer she's reclaiming her work swift does not own the master recordings of any of the songs on her albums released before her 2019 album lover uh this was due to the contract with her previous record label big machine records which was purchased by scooter braun in 2019 so uh, taylor swift has written all of her own songs like she's had co-writers and she's had co-producers etc but she has been a writer on every single one of her songs so there is no copyright issue with reusing her own lyrics or instrumentals. So a provision in her contract with B- Big Machine Records said she was allowed to re-record her own song starting in November 2020. So she's committed to doing it and has done it with two albums thus far. The first one being Fearless, which came out a few months ago, and then Red, which came out last Friday. And oh, what a time it has been. It, I cannot even describe the, the how proud I am of her for just like taking back that power. That's such a big problem with like record companies and things because like especially like if you're like somebody who or like a band or like a single person to get picked up and they're like you know this record company's like hey we'll pay you fifty thousand dollars or something to record this album and you're like holy shit where do i sign and then you know it makes multi-millions and then it's like well you got your fifty thousand dollars so yeah i mean that's that's like the the problem with like the legality of the thing because it is like continuously it's never been like a hidden thing that the record label or whatever arts brand owns you they own your stuff but the the problem like you said is just that like people are getting screwed out of their essentially their art well and especially uh, like if you're and they don't have yeah. lawyers to especially, like help them because lots of these people get signed yeah at, like you know either teenagers or young 20 year old people and they don't have any money to like hire a, like a a copyright attorney or like a representative agent to be like, hey, could you take this provision out of That's the contract? Exactly and I'm sure as like a young, talented play. person, yeah, as a young, talented person who probably isn't making any money, because that's just kind of yeah. how art is, to have all that money just like suddenly be like, hey, you can sign this, record some stuff, and we'll pay you thousands of dollars. You're like, yeah, because Taylor shit, Swift was in like her it. early teen, like maybe 13 when yeah, she got she was, signed, if that old. Yeah, well, I remember, I just remember there's that clip of her at. Uh, like the CMAs or whatever, when she won her first yeah. award, and she says like this is like the best seventeenth birthday present ever or whatever, or the best prom gift or whatever. But it's like she's literally like a child who has just won her first like. Yeah, major she started award, performing like as like a kid, and then as she got older, it just was one of those things that like stuck. And she's from Pennsylvania, and her family moved to Tennessee because she wanted to do country music. And then she got picked up by That's a label wild. super young. And you, you know that none of them knew what to do with a fucking music contract. Mm-hmm. Right. No. Yeah. And, th- and th- their lawyers, the lawyers for like the actual production companies are so smooth with it that they're going to be able to like not only like schmooze the hell oh, out yeah, of the family. Oh, yeah. They make it sound so good. If they're a kid, yeah. they're going to schmooze the hell out of that family. They're going to say like, your kid's going to get this $100,000 signing bonus. You guys are going to be able to buy a house here. You're not going to have to worry about anything because you guys are going to get 5% of every record. <laughs> you know, And then you're like, 5%? Shit. Okay. And then it's then you're like, oh, God, 5%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> 5% for all, all your work and all the, they did was distributed. Yeah, because like, it's cool. one thing to like look at it like, oh, 5% of that much money that all of that is made is 
uh, still a good a good bit of money, but also like when yeah. you are the yeah, person like no. writing and creating and singing and producing, you know, you you deserve a little bit more than five percent. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, nobody nobody who has like these big contracts is like poor, but like yeah. you know, they're not getting you know equivalent amounts for the work they exactly. put in. Yep, I agree. And uh, so some of the cool shit she's done with these re-releases, I like she's not only a phenomenal singer-songwriter, but she's also a, just a a marketing merchandising genius. <laughs> like she is so fucking smart and playing her business cards to just absolutely crush it. Uh when she releases or re-releases these albums, she does an entire merch campaign. She does an entire like basically scavenger hunt for it's fans so fun. to track down clues <laughs> it's so fun like when she released fearless a couple months ago she got on instagram and uploaded this video that they if you put the video in reverse it would give you like a secret message and then once someone figured out the secret message she like released a text file of the secret message and all the capital letters added up to like a couple of names which were the new featured artists and even on the From the Vault yeah. tracks, and it was fucking, like, And even amazing. when, like, previously Damn, when she so was fun. releasing labels with her album, because I was the kid who went to Target at midnight whenever an album was released and bought it, as soon as it was released, I was that kid. They nice. did that? Yes. There were midnight yeah, releases I never once of Taylor felt the urge to buy a CD I, at midnight. Um, never w- went to Target but, for that purpose, that's so crazy. So, I never got to go when I was younger, <laughs> but once I could drive myself... I got, because the closest Target was, like, 45 minutes from my house. It's a whole thing. Anyway, you could look at, like, the sleeve that came in the CD with, like, the tracks and, like, the information about it. And there would be, like, capital letters in the middle of sentences and things that spelled out, like, secret messages about the next thing she was releasing and things like that. And she did it with the newest release, too, with Red. Yeah, I wonder if she's got... like the next National Treasure movie because she seems <laughs> she to be pulling a real Nick brain. Cage. Oh my god, that is that has so that has so many legs. Like she could be the few. She could be the so new Nick Cage. Nick Cage. She is could just be. Like oh, the... okay, okay. Think about it. Spitballing here. So Nick Cage and his wife is that blonde girl, right? Yeah. So she could be future their kid. Like Nick Cage's daughter. <laughs> I was thinking more so that Taylor Swift is. Just Are you? No, no, she like is not. Nick she's Nick not her daughter wife from she's... the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shit, no. uh, don't say it like that, God. I was thinking more along the lines of Nick Cage is kind of like a, a crotchety old man that works at the front desk at a museum, and Taylor Swift is the new Nick Cage, like and it. like they have a fun cameo I moment. Like, like that's what I think that they could do because I'm not entirely sure we can't put Taylor Swift alongside Nicolas Cage. It's and too that powerful. Of interest, but we also it's well also it's kind of gross. I would never want I that. Mean, for fair. I didn't say he, she. <laughs> She would be the love interest. I said she'd be his I'm more daughter. just been having them in the um, same, like, problem-solving secret message movie would be too powerful. Not them <laughs> together, because I don't like oh. that. Because then she's no. also doing the album, obviously, for the- she's doing the soundtrack. Yeah, of course. She's- of course. She's, and like, then, And then Nick Cage is featured on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, oh, now this is I can't more, more for the like Nick a movie Cage I don't want to see. I will say while we're- Dude, oh, I- Clark. No, I was just saying I can't. I could. I could both not imagine and would only want to hear Nick Cage rap in the <laughs> yeah. middle of no, a Taylor Swift song. I was going to change the subject, but I was going to say while we're talking about Taylor Swift being the powerhouse that she is, if I don't think any of you have seen Taylor Swift live, it's just not. me. Nope. Unfortunately, okay. Well, yeah. first, her live performances are like a whole thing. I love going to concerts, like live music. It's one of my favorite things. But I will say that, and as a Taylor Swift fan, and just like generally speaking, her concerts are like nothing else I've seen before. It is a whole ass performance. That's what I've heard. But the the really cool thing about them is she designs everything herself. 
So, like, the sets, the scene changes, the costume changes. She has designed all of that herself for all of her shows. She doesn't have someone else who does that. Um, Which I guess if you haven't been to a show doesn't mean a lot. But if you've seen one of her shows, it's incredible. You can get... You can watch the Miss Americana documentary so on Netflix, good. which is about her reputation tour, to get a little little taste, a little snippet, because that's all I've had exposure to. Um, but I have heard from literally everyone that she is one of the best entertainers, period, point blank. Just the one of the best entertainers to go see. I think what that's does that mean, really important. Like, no, like a lot of pyrotechnics? What, what are we talking about? I think what Emma means is like a lot of the time, or well, a lot of live music is like you go to a concert and you see the band that you enjoy perform live, which is like good. And that's, you know, what you came for. But like there are, you know, certain like performers, bands and such that go sort of like above and beyond. They're like, these people came to see, you know, me perform music, but like I'm going to give them a show as well. You know, it's a lot of yeah. extra stuff on like it's it's a performance. Okay. It's not just gotcha. a live version of like yeah, the soundtrack. Like, Taylor Swift's live performances, it's like multiple sets, like a bunch of costume changes. It is like seeing a full show, not just like going to see I like her shit perform. like that. I like entertainers. Yeah. Like I love I love musicians, yeah. but entertainers are fucking cool. Yes, well, I've only I been agree. to, like, one concert in my life, so I have no frame of reference for any of this. Who, who was that concert? Uh, my first and only concert I've been to was, like, two years ago. I went with Kara to see All Time Low, which was not much. I, mean, I bet was, that was fun, though. Were fun. It was fun, but it was, like, it was in this, like, essentially, uh, like, performance bar, and it was packed like crazy. It was essentially, like, imagine... Um, you know, it's like, like imagine like a warehouse that has a dirty floor and a bar with like shit beer and this band <laughs> is on this small stage and they're just jamming the shit out of this place. I mean, it was great, nice. but it was like, it's not like a stadium right, entertainment yeah. type deal. So I have no so, frame of reference for like a real stadium entertainer. So I, I now want to shift into uh, a segment I'm going to call my public apology to Taylor Swift. Um, this is this is because I know Taylor Swift is listening, right? Like, there's no way she's not fucking <laughs> captain to tip of the iceberg. Like, she's in this bitch for sure, for sure, for Definitely. sure. Definitely. So uh, this Taylor, this is my my public apology to you. I, I want to apologize for not being a loyal Swifty in my teen years. Uh, when I was a kid, I had her self-titled album uh, in the car, and every day I'd get in the car, pull out the little paper inside, read all the lyrics on the inside of the paper uh, on when my mom drove me to school, and then I uh, listened to Fearless when it came out, and that helped me a lot as a teenager, but then I got swept up in being a One Direction fan, and she started dating Harry Styles, and then she dumped Harry Styles, or I don't remember exactly what happened there. But I thought that she was everything that the media was portraying her to be, which was so wrong of me. I believed the media. I did not have faith in her. So I got lost. I was a lost Swifty for probably like six or seven years. And I regret it so fucking much. I missed out on so many things because I let the misogyny <laughs> of One Direction tear me down. What do you mean the misogyny of One Direction? They all think, don't even I think come you at mean me. We drag all drag you down, not tear you down, Emma. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. That's very good. Actually. Oh, my God. Thank you what for a reference. Out on that. That's actually very good. And then, because, and how I came back to her was when folk- Folklore came out in 2020. I just, I absolutely fell in love with the world she created with that album. And then she fucking whipped me with another one, like six months later, and released Evermore. <laughs> and that became like my place of peace in 2020. Because I, obviously, 2020 was a rough one for everybody. Um, but, because of those albums, I went back and re-listened uh, to 1989, Reputation, Lover, and I realized how wrong I was about her in the past. And Taylor, I'm so sorry. You are <laughs> the most talented artist, and I can't wait to see and hear everything you do in the future. And I'm so sorry for being who I was six years ago. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Taylor, as someone who never gave a single fuck about uh, One Direction, we're all good. <laughs> Same? I know. I Never doubted for a minute. I, 
I don't even listen to One Direction shit anymore. That's the thing. Like, that old stuff is garbage. And I just, I kick myself so much because I could have been listening to this, like, incredibly impactful art all this time. Imagine how much better of a person I would be now had I listened to Taylor Swift consistently from then to now. I just, I regret it so much. I will say, you can't you can't be throwing Harry Styles under the bus too oh, absolutely. much. Oh, no, now. Harry Styles an is a godsend. An angel. I didn't even listen I don't to really one. Know much about him. Absolutely Other than magic. like their radio top hits, I didn't even listen to One Direction when they were really popular. It just wasn't super my style at the point when they were like at their peak. But like, Harry Styles is a godsend. Harry Styles is a a good fucking person. My uh, TikTok is like 50% Harry Styles, 50% Taylor Swift at the moment. And it's very, I feel like a child of divorced parents. (laughs) Like all my TikTok. I recently saw a video on TikTok of Harry Styles helping a fan come out at his concert. It was incredible. Oh yes, those are great. Yeah. His, I, God, he had a, like, it's the Harry Styles Love on Tour concert, uh, like series, tour, whatever, and he is making all up all the dates that were canceled back in 2020. And I tried to get tickets to the DC one, but it was like $800 to oh even get God. a nosebleed. Because Holy shit. Sold out. They, t- they sold out originally in like 2019 when they first went on sale for the 2020 tour. And then that got canceled because of COVID. So okay. he, you know, came back and actually did the performances. So only tickets that were left were the ones that scalpers bought or like CD oh, and that gotcha. shit. So, so he wasn't selling there's so bucks, little supply people. and yeah. the demand is huge because Harry Styles blew up even more. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt trying to get tickets for reputation because I didn't get them when they first came God. out. God. Ugh. I, if I could go back in time and go on the to the reputation tour, I'd give right? up a leg. Probably. I bet it was so good. How much of my leg? I don't know. We had <laughs> friends who Take it above the knee. Were, uh, uh, well, so the, <laughs> next, the next thing, the next thing I'd love to discuss with you all are her albums and which one of those albums I think you all would. Oh, enjoy you're the most. assigning them. Oh, so, wow. oh, I'm okay, so excited I'm for you them, yes. to hear you guess my favorite. Uh, oh, I'm I'm, I'm excited no to get assigned any of them because I don't yes. I don't choose to listen to any of that. So I know. Well, so <laughs> the first choice that I made was super easy for me, and this is Chase. I think your album is Reputation because I think it speaks to like your angsty core and like. Let me see which songs are on that much, one actually, because I it's it's a banger and it's kind of intense. It's the closest thing she'll get to like rap or hardcore rock. Uh, which I know you love your death metal, so it's got it's got punk <laughs> Yo, there's rock a, vibes without being punk rock. It does. I yeah. agree with there's that. There's a it was uh, her incredible vaguely pop uh, pop punk adjacent error. Error. <laughs> error. Yeah. Did I say error? error? You said error. Wow. Error. That's not what I meant. You, you said, said error. error. Do you wow. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like it. <laughs> no, I love reputation. <laughs> I just there's actually that. an incredible like metal cover of uh blank space that i do really enjoy i think uh, i I either know the one or a similar one and it is very good yeah so yes chase i think you should listen to reputation i'd recommend just listening to the album top to bottom we'll do actually report yeah report back next week and let us know what your favorites are i would love all right i can do that tomorrow honestly yes I, Nathan, this was another easy choice for me, and I don't know why. This is coming from a very emotional and spiritual place. I do think your album is 1989. Um, I just, we, you and I grew up in middle school and high school with that album, so I just feel like that is really where you're at. Okay, like a very affirmative. Yeah, Nathan shape. just cracked <laughs> the tiniest little yeah. smile and just nodded. Now, 1989 <laughs> is, is just banger after banger after banger, and that's, it's yeah. got the right energy. It's just, and it's, it almost feels condensed in a way, like, it's just so good, and it's so pure, and that is, yeah, that is the energy that I aspire to. Nail on the head, Emma. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Oh, thank God. I'm I'm crushing it. I'm crushing it. 
Clark, I think your album is folklore because it's chill enough that you could vibe to it all the time. And I don't think you like pop music, so that's why I gave you a folk choice. That is that is a true statement. <laughs> yes. Thank you for yeah. recognizing that I am not a pop music person. <laughs> He's not a pop boy, and that's fine. <laughs> you know, Clark, I'm I'm interested in like what what do you what do you actually listen to these days? Oh man, me? I have oh. such an no, Clark. No, me. Oh. I have such an <laughs> Clark listens to almost. Almost like exclusively listening. jazz standards now. <laughs> no, I do listen oh, to shit, some jazz. Let's that's, talk. That's, that's what's so wild about my my like Spotify because you know it'll like make playlists for you. I yeah. have such like a whiplash of playlists because one of them's like <laughs> pop punk, one of them's like 1950s jazz, <laughs> and, I, and so it's like, I'm sure my Spotify is like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> we can't pin this guy down. God yeah, damn but, it, he's the biggest well, wait, Just wait until they start Enigma. sending you like the recommendations of like where they're like, we found the closest thing to fusing these genres, and you get like. Some artist that has like three total <laughs> listens, and it's like 1950s jazz pop fusion. <laughs> pop. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, and there's only like six songs in existence, yeah. and, that and exist one of them fucking slaps, and the other ones are all terrible. <laughs> that's, <laughs> but like, that's my thing is like I I'm so bad with artists. I really like songs. I generally don't like artists because like. Most of the times that'll happen. Like it'll recommend a song, and I'm like, "Yo, this this is good." And then I'll go listen to like any other song by that person. I'm like, "All of these are bad." One wow. of my favorite things about Spotify is how it lists like the ten most popular songs from that particular artist, and like the number one is always some absurd number of downloads, and then everything beneath it is like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so Megan, I uh, I have been so torn. I've been thinking about this for like two days, and I I think I did settle on red as like you. And if that's wrong, that's, that's my totally favorite fine Taylor Swift know. album. Is red. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I nailed it. Out. Four for four. Wow. That's why I was. Four. Mine was mine was gonna be red. <laughs> I was anyway, so excited so. for this re-release <laughs> because red is my all time. Favorite Taylor Swift album. Yes, you give off. You give off the red vibes. Autumn leaves falling down like pieces into place. That's you. <laughs> I'm living for it. Uh, yes, 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 yes. My personal favorite is Lover. I also ca- I came good. to appreciate it a lot more this year. The first time I listened to the album Lover, I was like, this is garbage. God, she did a <laughs> terrible job. And then... I started listening to it more and more and more, and then I also started dating my current partner, and I understood what love actually was. Oh, yeah, no, I get it. This is a fantastic album, and I feel it every day. (laughs) See, I feel like since you recommended Folklore to Clark, I feel like I need to re-listen to that one, because I, of course, as soon as it released, I gave it a full listen, but I, I was, it was just kind, it was a little sad. And I was like, right, I was oh, like, yeah. right now in the middle of quarantine, I was like, it already sucks. I don't need this right now. <laughs> I don't need more sad. I thrive in sad. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm one of those people that like listens to music to like, to like amplify emotions. I don't try to like yes. negate them. So if I'm yes. sad, I'm going to listen to sad music. Correct. So like during COVID, it's I was cathartic. listening to sad music all the time. Yeah, yeah it's like cathartic. Yeah. Pop on folklore. Next you time you're sad, it. there's like three songs about death, and there's like a lot of betrayal, <laughs> and you're just gonna. There's like the six songs in the middle. You you're gonna feel a lot, and you're not gonna be able to identify why you feel oh, so shit. bad. True, <laughs> like six songs. <laughs> And then uh, Last Great American Dynasty comes on, and you're like, wow, this is a great story about history. And then the last song is about death again, so it takes (laughs) you on, like, a super fun... Oh, gotcha. It's not a... It's a good album. You just have to, like, be okay with listening to sad music when you're not sad. And that's my problem. Yes. Is I'll listen to it when I'm sad, but if I'm (laughs) not sad and I listen to a sad album, then I am immediately depressed... (laughs) <laughs> and it's yeah. not a good time. Correct. All right. So I uh, want to move on now to the cinematic masterpiece, uh, which is the All Too Well short film. Um, so to first give everyone some background, uh, on the album Red, there is a song called All Too Well. It was never a single. It was never really anything. And then uh, Taylor Swift fans made it the most popular song off her album. It's originally like a, a five-minute song when she first released it. And it's about um, a breakup with 
allegedly Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, we're 98% sure it's Jake Gyllenhaal. She has never said it. He has never said it. But literally everything ever has pointed it to being Jake Gyllenhaal. So I, I, I we would have like no to hear to think if- it's not. I would like to hear what has pointed at that, if you have any of that information, just because yes. I don't know much about any of so, the relationships. The I barely even know who that is, TBH. Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> Come on. is a son um, of a bitch. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a great actor. We do not uh, blaspheme in this call. Uh, have you he seen- He is a good actor. I'll give him that, okay? Um, he was in, we watched it in like middle school or high school, that, uh, that Rocket movie, what was it called? Uh, October Skies, where he's um like in high school and he creates like little rockets. It's like a autobiographical thing for like a guy who worked for NASA. He's seen Brokeback Mountain. Say, he's in Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback yeah. Mountain. Yeah, yeah. So he's Chase, also, that's probably uh, familiar the, with the, the Nightcrawler. If you've seen that, yeah. just he's Google it. You should recognize his face at Donnie least. Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. Yeah, yeah Donnie Incredible. Darko. He's also in the most recent Spider-Man. Uh, just Spider-Man. search for Donnie Darko. G-Y-L-L. Never mind. I'll pop up okay, on just search J.T. <laughs> It'll come up. It'll come yeah. up. Oh, yeah. That he's, guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a recognizable yeah. face. Chase. It's a punchable face. True. Look, man, What's... I don't give a flying fuck about most celebrities. I really okay, don't well, care. Okay, well, let me give let me give you let me give you the info. So, Taylor and Jake dated. Here's 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 why it sucks because she had just turned 20 years old and he was 30 and he started going after her. And that age difference is fucking insane when That's you're 20 years old. Gross. Yeah. I mean, that yes. is bad, but it's also like it was a consenting relationship. Correct. But here we go. They dated for like 3 or 4 months throughout the the fall into winter season so the song all too well the first like couple of lines is literally like autumn leaves falling down like pieces into place that's what sets the scene and then it goes to talk about how like the breakup was super shitty and everything and then it got cold and everything was over so the a the timeline lines up um there are just a lot of like hints in the song about him as a person just like the things about him that are shitty. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what else? That's not helpful. Do, do, like, do I need to grab yeah, my tinfoil hat? Is it this kind of episode? Yeah, that's it's what it seems like. Hat time. It was more like tinfoil <laughs> yeah. hat time with the original version. Yeah, and then you know, Red Taylor's version came out last Friday, and she released the full song so when she first wrote the song it was a 10 minute song and a 10 minute song is fucking ridiculous to put on an album those are her words exactly it's kind of long so she had to break it down make it five minutes for the first uh version of the album but she released the full 10 minutes for the swifties because everyone loves all too well it's a very beautiful song and some of these lyrics are fucking out of pocket they really are they are so goddamn intense that I, I've picked out my favorite I know ones, at and least I will read them to you now, and we will discuss us. them. And when I heard it, I oh, was yeah. like, what? "Oh yeah, <laughs> yes." We're going to talk about the lyrics, and then we'll talk about the short film I made you all watch. I love so, the, the, the. Let me just t- take a second and take a look around the room. We have Emma absolutely ready to go. Megan smiling in anticipation. <laughs> Clark is shaking his head gently as if he's like either afraid or just doesn't want to hear what comes next nathan's just vibing and i'm like i'm also here so i'm very excited about this episode (laughs) i'm just still trying i'm still trying to defend jake gyllenhaal in my mind man you're god that like you could not have made yourself more unpopular by saying the sentence i'm just trying to defend jake gyllenhaal (laughs) I just need to have more proof than saying, like... I'm going to slander you on Twitter and say Clark <laughs> supports... Joke's on you. Hall. I don't have a Twitter, so Exactly, okay. but you know who does have a Twitter? Your girlfriend, G- who is a, also well, a true, Swifty. I've been seeing all so of her call Kara. <laughs> yep. I'm going to call Kara and be like, go get your man. So you need to explain to him what's going on right now because he's doing some bad shit out here on the <laughs> internet. And by internet, I mean our podcast. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> Clark's I'm not doing bad things on the internet. There was literal proof, but just saying like weird, vague references in a You're song. About to get, I just I, I want to pause to get the tea. Clark. I want to pause for one second before we get to the tea because this has seemed to be a common theme. We were Megan and I were just talking to uh, Chase's younger brother a little bit before this, 
and Megan brought up Taylor Swift. And from the background, you hear Chase's brother's girlfriend start yelling about Taylor Swift. As soon as the name was mentioned. We are kindred spirits. Started yelling about Taylor Swift. And Tanner was like, did you really just do that to me again? And Megan was like, what do you mean? (laughs) And he was like, she's been listening to this all the time, like all day, every day. It it makes her want to like pretend that we're broken up just so that she can feel the emotions. He said, he said, no, I don't care that you're listening to it. I care that you listen to it and then you get mad at me. And she goes, I'm not mad at you. And so it's it's this common uniting force for all the women that I know right now that is like, let's just yell. Let's just fucking do it. You You haven't yelled at me. You've yelled about the album though. That's true, but not at you. To be fair, you know, I, I also sort of resonate with that because I was talking to some people and um, they, uh, one of my friends uh, ordered the the vinyl of it. Yeah. Um, and was like, we're having a listening <gasps> party, uh, you know, and like with like her and a bunch of her friends. And I was like, that's crazy. Because they were, she was like, I'm so excited. You know, the vinyl came so in good. and like, I was like, and then everybody, everybody who was going to that was like, Ooh. I was like, what? Chase, I I would like to let you know that vinyl is four vinyl records long. Great. That's for them. I'm glad they spent that money and have also purchased a record player. Hey, I have have a record player, Clark. (laughs) Do you have any vinyls? Hold on. Clark, you seem like the person to own a record player. That seems like something up your alley I, you're also the type of person who's like i'm a buy a typewriter for the art so like i don't you know, know i would love a typewriter well, one i don't own it i do in fact own a typewriter but it was my grandpa's you never there we go god damn yeah, let me take I, a ride i've i don't really, i've never used it though it's like i have it in a box in my room i want to take it's a just spin. Because my grandpa owned literally four of them, so all of my siblings conclude, like got one, and then they had an extra one that went to one of my cousins. <laughs> True. So, you, you do seem like the type, though, to own a record player, so maybe, maybe I want to put my record player out so bad, but we have no room in our apartment. Buy we another have... table. You should build a little shelf wall, like a wall shelf. That's That'd that cool. large? How well? I mean, like it's yeah. I mean, you could just build like a like a full. She's wall got a fucking gramophone. <laughs> How is she gonna mount that? I mean, I d- <laughs> I'm not saying mount that. I'm saying make like a nice big shelf that you could put that on with a bunch. We're of We're losing the plot, trinkets. folks. Emma, take me back. I need to be in Taylor's oh, world. Right, sorry. Oh, true. You're okay. Right. Here we are. So <laughs> here are the lyrics from All Too Well that that show us why she has always been a genius. So part of the uh, the chorus, uh, she goes, "And you call me up again just to break me like a promise, uh, so casually cruel in the name of being honest." That couplet right there, fucking rocks. And it's my the most stock. powerful part <laughs> of the song. She changes the yes. melody for it. Yes, she. She basically screams, you call me up again to break me like a promise. And if you remember from the All Too Well short film, that is the scene where Sadie um, Fink. The, the redhead Sadie is Fink. lying in her. Yes, she is crying, broken in the bed. And there is the phone and she's getting a call and she just ignores the call because it's like, you're just going to ca- you're going to break up with me and then you're just going to keep calling me and calling me. And every time I pick up the phone, it's like you're doing it again. That is so fucking like vivid. I have never felt and that in my life, but I feel like I have. Emma, of that when, you, when you watched it, did you realize that in those scenes, she is wearing the shirt that Dylan O'Brien is wearing in the first scene of the short? No. Oh, I'm going to throw up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. It makes it even worse. It, <laughs> this is the second it, time that it, Emma's it dropped it her was hosting, but Megan's done the research. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Verse three. Oh, man. Okay. So there's like six verses in the song because it's 10 minutes long. Verse three. I'm just going to read it out because all of it's very good. They say all's well that ends well, but I'm in a new hell every time you double cross my mind. Can't That sentence has so much in it. First, all's well that ends well, but I'm in a new hell. That great rhyme, number one. Wow. <laughs> Every time you double cross my mind has so many layers. 
so many. Like, not only are you crossing my mind, but you double crossed me, and now you're double crossing my what? I do like the I do like the like the double entendre like innuendo. Like that's kind of fun. Good yes. writing. I'll give her that. Good that's writing. good writing. She's Clark is still sitting this. there, arms crossed. <laughs> I'm just listening. I'm trying. I'm, high up I'm, in this the is chair. He's like, mm, I don't know. I'm, I'm taking a class here, Chase. I'm trying to be <laughs> educated. Class. Then she goes. You said if we had been closer in age, maybe it would have been fine, and that made me want to die. Are you? Oh my they god! They were ten <sighs> years apart in age. <laughs> And so were the actor and Uh, actress she chose for the music video. Sadie Fink is 19, Dylan O'Brien is 30. Yes. She's 19. I didn't think she was 19 and he's 30. It was purposefully casted. Wait, are you telling me right now that I am five years older than that actress? Yes. She's 19 years old. I feel like such a waste of space when people do that well at acting as a teenager. (laughs) Yeah. I I'm can't like, what imagine am I people doing, doing well life? at anything. I'm just fucking yeah, old and untalented. Taylor Swift was Damn. 20, about to turn 21, and Jake Gyllenhaal was 30 when they dated. So the age gap between the yep. actor and actress is a little bigger, but the point gets across. So, in direct re- relation to that, verse 5 of the song goes, And I was never good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes... I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. I thought that was and pretty his funny. His current girlfriend is 25. He's 40. <laughs> Slaps. And Taylor's 30. So Jake Gyllenhaal has never consistently dated anybody over 25 in his entire life. And he's now 40. So I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. So the fact that he says earlier, um, you said if we had been closer in age, maybe it would have been fine. And that made me want to die. And then t- who versus later, she's like, I was never good at telling jokes, but here's a good one. It's me. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> that rocked me when I heard it the first time. Yes. Yes. Those are the, the main bits and pieces that I obviously like all of it is all, especially all the new verses that we hear with the 10 minute version. They just paint like a, a really full picture of the pain she went through. But I mean, she made a fucking short film and I, I did make you all, uh, watch said short film. Nathan, you have spoke the least amount this episode, but I know you had thoughts and feelings on the, the short film. So, so let me, okay, so let me I think him. I said this last episode, but, uh, Gaslight Gatekeep Girlboss? True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it happened in that order in the short film. Uh, I think. Yes. <laughs> <it did>. <laughs> Emma's <laughs> levels of realization this episode have been immaculate. You're so fucking right. Like the that short film is separated into three chapters, but there might as well be the gaslight gatekeeping girl boss chapter. That's the funniest fucking shit. Oh my god. Uh yeah, I thought it was very well done. Um it definitely made me appreciate my stable relationship a little bit more. Um, <laughs> Megan Dab, and I'm starting to question oh my statement. As any, as any stable relationship does. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was very good. I mean, it made me feel, which is like fine. Uh, <laughs> he said, I, "I was, I was vulnerable, was vulnerable for, a for a moment, but only a moment." Yeah, and I was alone when I watched it, so that helps. Yeah, but say I wasn't here. Because um, I wasn't going to make you watch it until Emma said, watch this for the episode. Yeah. And I was like, ha <laughs> I thought definitely this, the scene that I think Taylor probably intended to stand out the most did to me, where she cuts away from the music, like right in the middle of the video at like six, six and a half minutes or whatever, and then has like yeah. a minute to two minutes just of dialogue. Yeah, do you want to say something? Yeah, so that scene wasn't meant to be that long Mm -hmm. Sadie who is her in the film and Dylan O'Brien who is the guy him him Him. yes him yeah her and him Sadie Fink and Dylan O'Brien that was all Mm ad-libbed and so the intention wasn't for it to be that long but they were just doing so well in the ad-libbing that they kept the camera rolling uh, I was watching. So it's one continuous Yeah, I was shot. watching an interview that Taylor did, and she was like, "Yeah, like this isn't really what we meant, but like the chemistry between them was so good, 
we didn't take the cameras off them and just kept filming. And that's why it's one continuous shot for the whole scene. Because that was just them going for it, which I thought was really neat. That's all. Yeah, I have, I have like two points on that. Yeah, I think one, I think that was a masterclass on gaslighting. Yeah. Because yes. I was like, I was like, yeah. if anybody, because like, I have, oh, I mean, like, I know what gaslighting is, but like, I don't know that I could tell someone what it is very easily, but I could just be like, watch this cool. three minutes okay. of video. And <laughs> he we jumped yeah. up got while it. Like, was I was just like, just like, I don't the know acting what's was happening. Yeah. So. This is such a good way to show what, like, a shit toxic relationship Yeah, is. that was, like, the only part in there that I was, like, you know, like, I, I mean, I was watching it and I was enjoying the the music. I, I guess I didn't pay as much attention to the lyrics. Like, I, I in general, I tend to pay more attention to, like, the, the musical aspects than the lyrics anyway. Sure. That's just how I listen, um, which they were all great as well. Um, but, like, yeah, whenever that happened, I was, like, this is kind of uncomfy like (laughs) you know and like i i'm assuming that was the point i guess seeing how like um deceptive i guess it was um was very interesting to me because it was like it's like you know this man's doing some shady shit and just being an overall asshole but like the recovery Mm -hmm. like of his actions were so like I hate to say well done, but like, you know, it was so good. That's yeah, essentially was... the idea there. Like the, the recovery to like cover it up, like, Oh, it wasn't a big deal. And it was like, it was like, Ew, this is, this is some gross misbehavior yeah. here. And I, I think as someone who has like been in that kind of relationship previously, like the part Nathan. that really, no, no, <laughs> we've been in a stable relationship for five years. Uh, <laughs> in this household, it's gaslight, gaslight, gaslight. <laughs> oh, There's no girl bossing in this no. household, it's only gaslighting. <laughs> uh, no, but I think the part that really, like, got me about the, and the fact that it's right in the middle also is, like, very yeah. impactful to me. But what really sold that scene for me is, you know, they've been arguing and he says something and she looks at him and says, you're making me feel fucking stupid. And he said, I don't think that I'm making you feel that way. You're making yourself feel that way. Yeah. Was like what really hit me there. I have a quick question. um, And one of you lore heads can uh, (laughs) enlighten me, I guess. Uh, but the the scene where like he tosses like the keys at her and then essentially goes and like angrily talks on his phone, what what was happening there? Does anybody know? I'm I'm assuming it was just the beginning of the breakdown of of the relationship. Like she was just realizing that he had either anger issues or bad tendencies okay. that would lead to her being neglected. Yeah, that's, 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 that's sort of what, what I, I thought. But there I was like, been... is there something specific that I'm missing here? Like, Yeah, um... that's exactly what I was going to say. There hasn't been anything to like specifically point to that. I think it's just like general anger and behavioral issues. Like yeah, this just... led to the breakdown. It's just yeah, like if... demonstrating that he is projecting on her, right? He's clearly upset about something else not related. That's who he's going to talk on the phone to or whatever. And he's clearly upset on the phone. But he's projecting that outwardly to... Uh, the actress, her, and does that by throwing the keys on the ground. And Yo, if, if anybody ever drive. throws my fucking keys back at me and they land on the ground, I would be mad. Like, that, that <laughs> would make me very angry. The little flippy mechanism in your car is not going to hey, work. Hey, Chase, it I, I, don't, I don't think they made you angry. I think you made yourself angry. Look, I think that's wrong. You just need to regulate your own emotions better, Chase. Yeah, Whatever you're think thinking happened, didn't happen. Didn't happen. And that's gaslighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Megan, give us give us your, uh, I know you're itching, girlfriend. Get at it. Tell us what you got to say. No, it's just so good. And I think we've touched on a lot of what I wanted to talk about in this episode. But it is like a fun little tidbit if we have any other Swifties listening. I'm sure they probably have already seen this. Uh, but everyone thinks that the next, like, Taylor's version album that she's going to release is 1989. Um, oh, really? Because... I've seen I've seen nothing but people saying Speak Now. 
Well, the the things that I've seen about 1989 are because um, the interview that she gave with Jimmy Fallon, she did this really big, like, Alice in Wonderland metaphor, and one of uh-huh. the uh, tracks on, I think it was the deluxe version of 1989 was Wonderland, uh-huh. and then the okay. Mercedes that they drive off in at the beginning and the end of the All Too Well short film was a 1989 Mercedes-Benz. Oh shit, that'll do it. Um, this is so, the kind of and, lore that goes over my fucking head. Yeah, like somebody's and, and somebody's like all zooming in enhancing eggs. the images. Yeah, Taylor's yeah. all about the Easter eggs, so that's huge. Um also at the beginning of the short film when Sadie like walks into the house and you see the stained glass window, it kind it's of the, looks uh, like it kind of looks like the seal that Taylor has recently been using. Um, with, like, the three cats and the snake, but with less on it, like, a less complex version of it. And so some people think that that. is, that is, like, meant to represent, like, the earlier version of Taylor. Um, before, because I, some people are like, oh, like, it looks like it's just one cat, or, like, there's no snake on it, because it was before the Reputation era, and, like, things like that. So more kind of, like, in-depth, like, iffy Easter eggs. Um, Taylor was interviewed on a red carpet where the interviewer was like, hey, so uh, the car you were driving off on in in that uh, music video was a 1989 Mercedes-Benz, right? And she was like, of course it was. You know me by now. Oh, God. Uh, So that is all but confirmed. God damn it, I love that Which is very fun. Okay. Oh, well, all I have to say is that it was... A very, I think the production value was very good. Aside from the the audio portions of it, I think it was very well put together visually. Whatever like vintage vibe they threw on there was super it was spicy. A, a, a real thirty five millimeter camera. Oh, was yeah. it? That's it's fucking cool. Yeah. Also, okay. That like, shit's awesome. In terms of little details that I appreciated, because obviously, I mean, it was like you know, it was directed very well. It was shot very well. Um, the 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 music was mixed incredibly well. Um, yeah. In terms of layers, you could hear pretty much everything, which I always love. I'm a I'm a real uh, slut for some good audio mixing, <laughs> so I was I was enjoying being able to hear all sorts of different uh, different layers of things there. But you um, should re- listen to Red Taylor's version because the old it's very shit. Good. It's like the, she uses out-of-tune banjos. It's some real crap. And then she gets into Red Taylor's version and exactly what you just said. You can hear well, the layers. There's another thing, too, like the out-of-tune things. The um, the very opening of the the, the short film thing um, had a piano that was, like, just slightly out of tune. And there was something real homey about that like i was like because I, I guess it's because i'm in a fucking practice room with like semi out of tune pianos like basically every day of my life but like there was just something nice about that it was just so ever slightly out of tune and i was like this is kind of nice <laughs> and like, that's how it is recorded that track recorded on the album is as well yeah it was very it was very interesting i was like this is like i i know it's like not you know like perfectly correct in the sense that you know it's not everything isn't tuned correctly but it's like it's kind of nice to not that's that's what i got from my my music listening (laughs) (laughs) uh if you would like to hear an even deeper dive on taylor's new album and specifically uh the short film that she has released i'm sure that uh at least a couple of us me and emma maybe megan probably not the other (laughs) boys uh would be happy to go through it with some AP lit terms for you uh, and really let you know exactly what kind of English major bullshit Taylor was pulling. Uh, if you want to hear that, let us know. Send us an email at tip of the I'll, I'll do the musical analysis. Yeah, yeah. Chase will do. Oh, yeah. yeah, and Clark will be there if he wants. Yeah, to. Clark my, will be there. No, I'll, I'll, I will be there. I will be there specifically just to turn on the microphone for my girlfriend, who will then. Yeah, there you go. Just, Actually, just I'll be there. Taylor, hold on. Side note, we're going to do a Taylor episode part two where we kick Clark out of the room and we replace him with Kara because she is a Swifty. No, uh, and she no I, I want Clark yeah. as the designated mic man for that. Pro- I want him <laughs> holding the microphone uh, the whole episode. I, I, told, I told Kara that the, t- 
topic for today, and she literally said, and I'm not a goddamn guest, like, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. Okay, so we'll get for the part two, then. (laughs) And then she said, I hate this, so yeah. All right, part two is confirmed coming, then. I will prepare with with all of my AP English knowledge, and that is all I will contribute. Uh, So you can send us an email if you want to hear that at tipoftheiceberg.pod at gmail.com. Um, as always, Clark is becoming more and more of a gamer with each passing day. So if he's you, getting you wanna, better. He's getting better. He's there he is. <laughs> he's gaming. <laughs> if you would like to challenge Clark before he becomes too powerful, uh, please send us an email at topoftheiceberg.pog at gmail.com. Uh, you can, as always, follow our socials uh, at toadypod on Instagram and Twitter. And anybody got... Anybody got something to close with? A little Taylor fun fact for us, Megan. Oh, that's so hard. We love You just said like 50 of them. Um, Taylor Swift had red hair in that video. Her hair is naturally not red. There's a fun fact for you. (laughs) I think all we need to know is we stand Taylor Swift in this call. We do. And that's on God and Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you next Tuesday. We will see you guys next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Goodbye. 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 Goodb